0: that we were done with income ETFs, well, we're just getting started. I've already covered NuSi, Jeffy, and Yield on this channel, but today, thanks to a subscriber request, we're going to be talking about Amplify's D-I-V-O. Now, I've heard this one being pronounced D-I-V-O and Divo. I I actually think D-I-V-O is the correct pronunciation based on an interview that I heard from the company itself, but I'm actually just going to be calling it D-I-V-O because it sounds like the first syllable of dividend And oh, so we obviously know that there must be some Spanish masculine conjugation going on. At the end of the day, if it pays us money monthly, the pronunciation is irrelevant. Anyway, if you ever have a video request or question, just let me know in the comments below and I might just get to it. So today we're going to be covering the fun basics of Divo, and then we're going to be putting it on my income ETF comparison chart. Now these videos take a lot of time for me to research and edit, so be sure to hit that like button and subscribe. It really helps out a small time YouTuber like me out. Now, Divo has a five-star rating from Morningstar. They're actually managed by Capital Wealth Planning using an enhanced dividend income portfolio strategy. So let's take a look at what that is exactly. So we're here on the Capital Wealth Planning website, the enhanced dividend income portfolio strategy and objective. So they're really all about investing in mega cap, high quality blue chip stocks, That are well diversified across many sectors and they also do tactical short-term covered calls this is a little bit different than other income etfs who do automatic at the money calls one month from now with no quantitative analysis or human input is being done so some people prefer no human emotion being put into their investing decisions and for it to truly be a passive investment while others might want a more hands-on approach the fund's goal is to provide gross income of around two to three percent strictly from dividend income plus another two to four percent from options premiums so right here the objectives are already laid out here for us now this is probably the most important part of this video and this is the major difference between divo and other income etfs and that is that divo's positions are not not always being covered, thus their growth is not potentially stunted as other income ETFs might be. While this is great and could lead to more capital appreciation during bull markets, it's going to lead to less in dividends every month, hence why Divo's dividend yield is about just half that of QILD. Everything covered in these highlights is also included in Divo's prospectus. Let's take a look at the companies Divo holds. And you'd be surprised to find out while other income ETFs have close to a hundred different companies, Divo typically holds around only 25 at most. They are really just going for a portfolio of dividend-paying stocks that deliver consistent cash flow and over time will sustain their earnings and cash flow growth. Plus, they also like to pick stocks that increase their dividends over time their sector allocation is actively managed by cwp and they try to combat the boom and bust of cyclical industries we know there's always going to be bullish times and bad times for finance real estate consumer cyclicals among many other sectors it's just a part of the investing game while the companies devo tends to hold have strong fundamentals any one particular sector is not allowed to go over 25 percent so someone like me who is probably a little too tech heavy these days this might be a good way to get exposure to other sectors because a lot of these other income ETFs are just tracking the NASDAQ 100, which a majority of that is tech companies. Divo also follows a rule that no particular company can be more than 8% of the portfolio. Now, 80% of their assets are typically held in equities, while the other amount is in cash or options. What's actually pretty neat is that Divo is actually very transparent in the actual options trades that it engages in we can see the equities that they're in, the expiration date, what the particular options market value is today, and the amount of contracts. Personally, I think this options trading is a little too defensive. You hold thousands of all these shares of all these companies, yet these are the only options that you're doing right now. You also have 12% just sitting there in cash, losing value to inflation every single day, but again, Their objective that we went over, it says that only two to 4% of the returns are gonna be coming from options premiums. That's their goal and objective. So they're only gonna do so much options trading. Let's look at an example of a covered call they're currently doing on Visa. Currently they have an option that expires on July 16th and they only have to transfer over the shares if the price that Visa is trading at at the end of that closing session is above $245. For doing so, they get paid this premium times 100. Now, unfortunately, I don't know exactly when Divo actually sold this call. I assume they would follow a 30 to 45 day trading window. They're definitely short-term and that's gonna make a huge difference because of time decay. As time passes the amount of money from premiums will generally get lower because now there's less risk or uncertainty. So if we did the current market value of the visa call at 245 which is currently $162 and then we multiply that by the 900 contracts that Divo has, it actually matches in the ballpark of what Divo is showing in their holdings. Looking at their top holdings, we can see that United Health Group is actually one of their largest positions. And UNH has been an absolute monster in total returns these past couple of years. They have a really strong moat and they've also been aggressively raising their dividend every year. And the same could be said about many of these blue chip companies that Divo holds. Now, everyone always wants to talk about taxes. This is the question I get so frequently and that's to talk about taxes. So much like all these other income ETFs, the distributions are gonna be a nice little blend of different taxation rates. And that's if you don't hold them in a tax advantage account like an IRA. Generally, they will be taxed as ordinary income, so that's gonna be in your highest income bracket. Some will actually count as qualified dividends, which have more favorable tax treatment, and then some will also be a return of capital. Thankfully, unlike other companies, Amplify actually does give a monthly update on how distributions are broken out. For example, in May of 2021, we can see that 56% of the dividend was actually a return of capital and the remaining 44% was from Divo's operations. So return of capital is generally not taxed until an investor's cost basis becomes zero. This could be a good or bad thing and this can get quite complicated. So check out Investopedia's page of return on capital as they have far more info and and I don't want us to get too sidetracked from Divo right here. If we go to the month of April, we can see that 95% of the distribution was a return of capital. They also provide a yearly breakdown of each month's distribution. So this is actually really nice because a lot of companies do not do this for us. Amplify does a great job of providing this to us. It will tell us exactly what qualifies as ordinary dividends, qualified dividends, and then it will tell us what amounts are the return of capital. All right, now let's put this on the actual comparison tracker of different income ETFs so divo was founded about four and a half years ago in december of 2016 they are run by amplify etfs and they have a yield of about just five percent and i think we're getting pretty spoiled if we think that a five percent yield is low and part of the reason why it's really low is because their strategy includes getting dividends getting capital appreciation through the old-fashioned buy and hold strategy and they also do options trading but only on some of their positions and and only when the fund managers think that that's actually a good idea. Other income ETFs, the way that they're able to generate so much in premiums and have such high yields is because they're writing options on all of their holdings. In the last five years, QILD is up only 3% compared to Divo's 43%. But of course, QILD gave us double digit dividends in all those years to make up for that lack of capital appreciation. In exchange for Amplify doing all this work, we're gonna be paying them an expense ratio of 0.55%. So that means a $10,000 investment is losing 55 dollars every single year right off the top so divo's holdings are in more diversified sectors than others but they do only have about 25 positions luckily we can sleep well at night knowing that many of these are in well-established companies that are not likely to go bankrupt anytime soon fun fact when Divo first started making dividend payments they actually only did them every single quarter It wasn't until July of 2018 that they started doing them every single month. And what's important to note is that just because they started doing them monthly, that didn't mean the dividend got any bigger or smaller. It's actually just better to get it every single month because we can start that cash flow process and have our money work for us a lot sooner. So I really hope this video explains some of the basics of this income ETF. If you ever have any questions or if I missed something, please let me know in the comments below. These videos do take a lot of time for me to put together, research, and edit. So if you've enjoyed this, all I ask is that you hit that like button and subscribe, and I will buy Stush. Clark Cash, you later.